Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, wonderful soul. It is so amazing to be with you again. A privilege and honor as always. We have part two of an incredible episode with Native American elder of the Zuni, Clifford Mahoudi. And in this one, we're talking about uh, the history, sacred sites, and the sky people. And in this one, we get into uh, the expedition of Sipapu, which is um, the Grand Canyon, um, how the Declaration of Independence was copied by the Iroquois. Uh, probably pronouncing that Iroquois, probably pronouncing that wrong, so my apologies. Um, cosmic magic, the machinas, what happens when you die, uh, what is it, what is a finished man. So we really start to get into it in this episode. We go a lot deeper and we get into the spiritual side. Um, Zuni, are Clifford Mahoudi and David Elder, uh, David Lone Bear Senapas, geez, spoke in Sedona a few weeks ago and I posted that on my YouTube channel. Check that out because a lot of things are happening since then. Um, we are connected to a lot of people to bring these incredible teachings out to the world because that was the first time ever a Zuni elder and a Mi'kmaq elder came together to share some of their teachings and they're ready to share now for the first time ever with the non-natives some of their 20,000 year history which includes the sky people, our star people, star nations and technologies and history. So it's really special and profound. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Um, If you like this podcast, podcast, please do the most important thing that you can do. And that's an act of kindness today or three acts of kindness would be even better. And don't tell anybody. And that is a mathematical formula to do that, to turn on your DNA, create spiritual mass and expand your consciousness. It comes through action. Um, Also leaving a review on iTunes is super helpful if you want to do that and shares. And I want to thank so much to Kyle Red Dog for leaving a review. It's actually my, my, my 200th review and they are all five stars. I I don't have one four star. I have only five stars. So that's amazing. So thank you guys. So please leave a review if you enjoy the podcast. It really does help and it inspires others to listen. So there is massive value in leaving a review. So um, please leave one. And this one from Kyle says, best informative learning, enjoyable experiences. I've had my ears plugged into your podcast for the past few months now, Matt, and I have enjoyed every interview. Can't stop listening and learning. Have had my mind blown on more than one occasion. Keep up the great work, legend. So thank you so much for leaving that review. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you guys who have been supporting me on Patreon. It means a lot. It really does help a great deal. So if you want to just toss a buck in the bucket at patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and support the show for as little as a dollar, that would be massively helpful. Helpful. Thank you so much, Ryan D, who took a moment. He went to Patreon. He threw a buck in there. I really appreciate you for doing that. And I appreciate all my patrons and everybody who supports the show, who talks about it, who shares episodes, who leaves a review, who does what they can. So thank you so very much for doing that. Um, if you guys are interested in the email list, go to mattbelair.com. Uh, sign up for the email list. If you go forward slash lucid dreaming, you'll get a free lucid dreaming book and an audio that you can check out. Also, for those of you guys who want some coaching, um, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And basically, I'm going to teach you the best that I have learned in consciousness, spirituality, personal development, personal growth, and achieving and and achieving your highest potential and, and actually living and activating that. And really what I teach people to do is create a heart-centered vision from their heart, something that once they obtain it, they're going to want to obtain it, but they're willing to dedicate their life to obtain that thing um, and, and do it from a state of fulfillment, but also have the best tools and processes and strategies for getting there. Get very real, get very grounded and get very centered. Um, but we do cover peak performance and all that kind of stuff as well, but from a different perspective 
perspective, a very empowering perspective, not the one that says, you know, when I get to the end, then it's all good. It's like, no, I'm fulfilled now and I'm grateful and I'm very clear on where I'm going. So I have the heart journey activation hypnosis, which is really powerful for uh, finding your life's purpose and a lot of other things. So we can do a one-on-one session. Um, I'm doing more of those now and we could also do a little bit more intense stuff. Um, for those of you guys who want me to come to speak, just go to mattatzenathlete.com as well as David Lombear and Clifford Mahoudi. They're looking to do events together and we're reaching out to people in the UK, Canada, and Australia. If you want to have these elders come and speak, um, it would be a privilege and an honor uh, to come to where you are. And these guys are absolutely incredible people and you definitely want to hear what they have to say. So um, check us out. Um, send me an email if you're interested in that. Um, David Lombear, who I say is my podcast sponsor for now just because he's so amazing please support his work look at what he's doing and building Um, if you go to lonebearsarts.com he makes actual vibrational electromagnetic jewelry Um, you know when you talk about PEMF and balancing the energy fields and all that kind of stuff um, his actually does that and creates a field that you can measure and I'm just doing a video on that with the science equipment that shows how it actually creates a measurable energy field so it's handmade traditional Native American art um, that he was taught when he was a kid from his elders he spent the first 26 years of his life on the side of a mountain looking for working with under uh, over 600 elders learning from 600 elders and Clifford's story is is equally phenomenal um, what he did with the uh, medicine people and uh, and what he learned was truly astounding so Clifford's going to be coming on the show a little bit more as well and I'm really excited about that so I think that's it um, let's get into it I've kind of yammered long enough um And before we do, let's get into a state of peace and coherence just by taking three deep breaths. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose and set the intention to come to total peace and presence now. And let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries of the day and all the tasks. Just feeling totally peaceful and present now. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath just doubling the feeling of peace and presence and relaxation now, coming fully into the moment and letting that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking in one more deep breath in through the nose, holding that breath and just letting it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, feeling totally refreshed, focused at peace and at ease for the rest of the day. So I think we are ready to get into this incredible part two with Zuni elder Clifford Mahuti. Same history or comparison to come up with it because I have learned that all the other Indian tribes have a basic, basic history. We, we know about star people. We know about the, the, the uh, the people that put our systems together and also placement of where the Indians were. And of course today, they took them off of their land, so there's no way to interpret that anymore. I think the only ones that are, the remnants are in the Southwest and the Western part of the United States. So these are very hard uh, questions that need to be answered and there's no easy solution. Hmm. Well, oh man, I appreciate you sharing all that. And um, as I've kind of stated before, hanging out with uh, David Lonebear, I feel like his situation was similar to yours in a lot of ways. Uh, very challenging to get the information out. And he'll kind of, one of the things that he'll talk about is getting through the rhetoric. Um, you know, yeah. getting through all of that stuff. And also, you know, like the detriment is some, some people want the knowledge out, but there are powers that be that don't want the information out at the exact same time. So it kind of puts you in a pickle situation. Um, so I appreciate your um, just courage to share that. And there is a link, I'll put a link into the uh, description of the talk that there is one, one of your talks on YouTube and uh, you, you go pretty detailed into some of this stuff. Um, and so some of those topics, and I'll let you just kind of pick up wherever you want. You can go, you can go light and, and graze the surface, or you can go deep if you want. But some of the things that I was curious that you talked about were, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, what is a finished man? And you talk about moving into the fourth world, 
Um, you've had experiences with, you know, star people and UFOs and, and beings in your, in your own way. And you, and you also have a lot of petroglyphs that you show pictures of these petroglyphs and some of the knowledge that you have that goes with those, those images. So um, maybe you can, and, and you also talk a little bit about Jacob's Ladder. Um, so all of those I found very fascinating and very informative in, in ways that I hadn't heard it put before. Maybe you could touch on any of that if you want to elaborate a little bit. Well, one of the things that you talk about a Finnish man is that it's a, it's sort of where you have completed your life path in this in this what we call the light world, and then the Zuni people believe that we have been we are given a path that was predetermined. So when when you affect your body or your mind and spirit you are actually affecting your, your uh, way to become a Finnish man. And then the, the other term is used is that is a, uh, a, a grown up person. And uh, the uh, Finnish man that also well that's actually like I said to you finish your path and then you became a Finnish man in the sense that you have learned all the different things that you are supposed to learn in this this world and then after you become a Finnish man then it is your duty to uh uh, transfer that information to the younger ones or the ones that are following you. And then when you ask a question, they say, well, why don't you go ask that? Uh, and, you, and you say it in a way that is not any more funny or because you become a very, I guess in a way, what's that term? It would be, it becomes like a philosophical individual you have learned all these great things and then you become uh, a finnish man and then you also will become also your path and then that become you become an elder is basically what it amounts to so now you have this information and the young people will come and ask you for your guidance or your information that you had acquired through that the things that you have gone through. So this is, and then after that, I think in, in that last uh, one that you, then when you live this light world, when you die, you go back in there to what we call the, uh, the afterworld. And then you either become, basically the first thing you become is a, uh, a rainmaker. Uh, that's the one that where the kachina comes into play. Then you become a a grandfather, and then you come as a kachina, and somebody represents you. If you if you looked at my kachina representation, yeah, the definition that I gave on that one is that you come in a, the spirit form comes in, and you become that spirit. And you, it's like that I thought, joke about the Snickers commercial. You're not you. You're you're a different. You're a different thing or person. Or in this case, a, a kachina. And after that, uh, you go into many other di different dimensions, depending on what your life work was. And in some cases, there's a reincarnation that occurs immediately. There's there's cases. Of people coming back to the same tribe, I don't know exactly why it's like that, uh, but uh, they come back and they continue the knowledge. I believe this is where the star children come into play, because they already know the stuff that was acquired when they were in this life, in this light world, and they accumulate more knowledge, and they also downloaded, in a way from other systems and when they come back here, they're advanced. So these are 
what we call their life processes, and you go through many of them. And now the, where I picked up a lot of that other dimensional information is that what I call cosmic magic. Because there's, there's not a word in Zuni that can be interpreted into the English language that interprets the word that we go through. And then it's like, it's like magic, but it's not like magic as we know it because magicians use uh, illusions. And when you go into what I, the simplest way I, I uh, talk about cosmic magic is that when aliens can go through walls, when, when uh, Bigfoot can disappear instantaneously, you follow his footsteps on the snow and he's no longer there. He just disappeared. He went into a different dimension. So that's what I talk about, the multi-dimensional beings. And then you keep, you keep coming through that because we're all, we're all vibration. And then somewhere way up in the different dimensions, then we go into, we become a source of energy again. We go back into being a light world. And so this goes into the, that's what I talk about, the circular path of coming in and out for, and also actually probably like a spiral because you eventually wind out and you become an, an energy force. I, I interpret this in many of my lectures as the electrical, uh, what is it, electrical, electrical light magnetic force because this, these are all, this, then it goes into the, uh, higher physics, but they're all related. This is where the technological and spirituality comes into play. And I think that once uh, David and I get together, I think they were going to actually set up a, a matrix type of approach to this and see where these actually tie in. Now, the reason that I haven't done any work on these things is that I did, I started out doing this again, primary to, for the education. And the other thing too is that these book writers and lecturers were telling the wrong information. And that made us, made the American Indian look bad, in many cases, silly. And so I had to sort of jump in and say, wait a minute, you guys are making this a mockery. We have far more advanced information and systems than they can imagine. Somebody, and they have, you know, they, they're part, part Indian, and uh, my, my spirit guide told me this. And, and so I had to jump in there because they were making a lot of money using information that was not true. And I've been to places like Sedona and and there's a lot of inform information people, whether they're true or not, my whole, my first reaction is that where did they get this information? So the more I dug into these things, it's just a repetition of somebody's book or an expansion of somebody's theory. And they actually say, well, I, I actually did this thing. I had a guy talk to me in Serpent Mountain that he laid out the medicine wheel in Sedona, Arizona, and he was supposed to be five miles in diameter. And I said, how did you get away from the, the military that controlled all the area around there? And, and if you went out there, would you show me where, how you laid out the circle? He said that I laid out a circle, and it's very difficult because it's rocky country. There's all kinds of different terrain you have to go through. And so, so it, it really became to the point of ridiculousness. And I had to come in there. And we actually, there's several of us that jumped into that. And then the book writers, uh, for example, one book writer said that we had a turtle clan in Zuni. And I couldn't convince him that there's no such clan in Zuni. But because he's an expert, he just kind of brushed me away. But at that time, he didn't know I was from Zoom. 
The other one is a writer that talked about the Japanese living right next to the Zuni people back when the Spanish came. I wanted to correct her because I studied a little bit of linguistics, and especially on the Zuni part. So, but she didn't want to do that. She ignored me. So that the book's name is the Zuni Enigma. So there's a lot of flaws in that book. So that's why I had to come out and talk about these things. My grandfathers were very high order people. My uh, grandfather Mahungi was. He said that he was a historian of the tribe. I remember when we were kids, they would ask him to do certain rituals and songs and, and practices. And I would ask my dad, oh, well, how come he went there? He's not even part of that society. He said, because the society don't know their ways and their songs, so he knows, so have, they have to recruit him. So that, these are, and all I'm doing is following my, my, uh, grandfather's footsteps to acquire knowledge. So in case somebody wants to know, at least I have bits and pieces of it to do this, to transfer that. So there's a lot of things that need to be worked on. And I had been looking for somebody in my own tribe to do this, but so far I haven't found anybody. But they also, but my own tribal members especially the younger generation, are very hungry for this knowledge. But there's nobody teaching them in the right way. And also our medicine societies, uh, I don't know anymore how they're, how they're doing this. It becomes, the way I look at it from a sociological stand, psychological standpoint, it has become egocentric. And we put the spirituality in a second here and egocentricity comes into play. So that, that also affects the overall concepts of a lot of the curing practices. And uh, the bad part of it is that we've, we've become Americans. Materialism has become the name of the game. It's keeping up with the Joneses or how much I can get out of this. And not only in my own tribe, but others. I have a lot of Navajo people come to me, other, other tribes, and they said, I would like to go to a medicine man, but they want so much money, so much money, and I can't afford it. So therefore, I, I cannot be cured. This was not the origin of the medicine society. He was supposed to be the benefit to protect each other and to help each other and to cure him from. So again, now the American game has come into play in our societies and in our tribes, which is materialism. Where you got ego, materialism, and the other things that are part of it. So that also affects the destruction or um, also in, increases the destruction of that one-to-one -one contact. Clifford, every time you, you finish, I'm just speechless listening and kind of, uh, you know, hypnotized by, by your sharing. Um, and I, and I've been taking a lot of notes. So one of the things I think that's important is, you know, you're talking about this education. And um, I was curious if you can speak a little bit about the ancients. Isn't that, is that kind of where that knowledge came from? Like your version of the ancients and then passed down through the elders. Are you, can you speak on that a little bit? Well, the information is not, it was not made up. It was given to, to our ancient ancestors. And there's so many volumes of information. And it was primarily given by what we call the raw people. Raw people being in that whole pantheon of different gods, of many different orders, and also primarily from the above world people, which we call, for lack of a better term, we call them sky people, star people, upper, upper world people, or the whole group in the 
the Zuni way it's called the raw people. They're the ones that taught us and they're the ones that created or upgraded the human, the archaeo Zuni upgraded them, not only in their physiology, but also downloaded them in their mental capacity and gave them the instructions on how to take care of each other, all the songs, the languages, all the different things that to make civilization and the connection with not only the solar system where we're at, but also with the, these raw people exist everywhere. They're in, inside the middle of the, I mean, they're inside the earth. They're out, out in our atmosphere in uh, and, and other different star systems and constellations. They're from there. And so, and including the oceans again. And uh, so we have been taught, uh, or at least our people have been taught by these, these beings, if you want to call them, and the rituals that they go through, even the client system. One of the things that I show on those pictures uh, is the clan system, which was developed in their journey to Zuni land, and it's about 20 miles west of Zuni. And that's where I show the uh, partial petroglyphs. And it also shows the uh, petroglyphs of the different clans, whether they be uh, a crane, a sun clan, the uh, water clan, and the different, like the badger, the turkey, all the clans that are in Zuni, and even some of them have disappeared. Uh, the Sky Clan disappeared, I believe, about maybe 50, 60 years ago. So those are the ones. And also the medicine societies, a lot of them have, have gone extinct and gone into partner with others. The leftovers are partner with others. So the primary reason for this is because the, the population when they increase the population, they did not carry on the information transfer. So a lot of the information was lost. So uh, we got, we've always been told, I asked the question, where did we learn about these things? And you can actually go into a whole day teaching of where they got their information, how they did it, where they came from, but that falls into the category of sacred knowledge. I do not even know what the other society's system is, nor do I know the different orders in the tribe, what their systems are, because they don't transfer that information, but they are supposed to transfer it within those lines of uh, birth or, or society, or clans, but when, when they, since they did not transfer the information, a lot of them was lost. They have still have the ritualistic things in their homes, but they don't know how to talk with them or how to use them anymore. So that's what is very hard to explain to a lot of people, but the information can probably be retrieved, but it's going to take a total effort of the whole tribe, of the elder system, the, the people that have the knowledge of the uh, different orders, and you can improvise it to make it still work. It's just like it's just like tuning up a car or or making a brand new car with the parts. You can actually make it work, but in order to do that, you have to concentrate on that particular mission. And right now, I don't think that they're willing to do that, again, because of the jealousy factor. And the American government has made what they're doing right now is that they made everybody fight, divide and conquer. And the, the things that occurred in a, what do you call it, a microscopic and the macroscopic like Washington, D.C., they're doing exactly the same thing today 
with all those different peoples that are uh, they're creating wars in the village I mean the cities they're creating hatred by false information and so that's what also happened within our society many many years back and we had also we also now have infiltration of uh, evil people within our communities and that also is detrimental to the continuance of the, the good things that we're supposed to be doing. Evil is everywhere. Wow. Well, when you're, when you're sharing that, what it kind of makes me think of is uh, that quote that says history is written by the winners. And I'm reminded of the book burnings and the Salem witch trials and all of the insane stuff that's happened in human history. And depending on where you grow up in the world, whether it's USA, Germany, Japan, China, India, whatever the case may be, you have a different history. And even within the history being taught in some of the Western cultures, there's misinformation. But one of the most fascinating things about your culture and your history is that it's, it's a direct line. And it looks like we're at this critical point now where that is at risk of losing that line. And how old is that knowledge? Like, do you have any idea on, on how long that goes back? Thousands and thousands of years. You know, if you look at Lemuria, I think it's, was sunk in what, 20, 22,000 years ago, 12,000 years ago, something like that. So we also have that knowledge. We also have knowledge of, or at least our ancestors had knowledge of uh, different people that used to walk on, among us here. I have a friend that's working right now with the petroglyphs. The petroglyphs are very, very ancient because they come to different stages. Right next to those petroglyphs are the Chinese petroglyphs. So we're talking thousands of years ago. And it's been proven that they're Chinese. So this, uh, so this information has been around, but again, because of the, the first thing that the American government did, the founding fathers, so-called founding fathers. Of course, we all know now that they stole the Iroquois Confederacy government system and called it the, the Constitution of the United States of America. And uh, once that started, the first thing that they did was to destroy all the, the different things that were very sacred, like they did in Mexico, all the temples. Of course, those temples are there before the the people were even arrived there. In this country, they destroyed a lot of the sacred sites. And after that, they tried to get rid of the Indians. And they couldn't do that, so they just started poisoning them. And then they also kicked them out and moved them over to places like Oklahoma. And all those places all over the country had sacred sites. And uh, if you look at now, you move up move up the scale a little bit, where are all the national parks? Grand Canyon being the biggest one. We know for a fact, because we did that, that uh, investigations four years back. I don't know if you've seen that clip, I mean, that YouTube that we made. It's called Expedition to Sipapu. It's based upon the 19, uh, I think in 1908, uh, expedition by the King Kate and the Smithsonian took all the artifacts out that included Egyptian, Buddhist, and Indian stuff. And there's literally thousands of rooms in the Grand Canyon. And that's why it's shut off. At that time when we filmed this, this is about five years ago, uh, we also found out that they were mining probably for uranium inside the Grand Canyon. This is during Obama's term. So we got that on film. And if you want to look at that, it's on, it's on YouTube. It's called Expedition to Sipapu. And it's spelled S-I-P-A-P-U, which is the emergence of the Hopi people. And the, the, that's a common term among the Pueblos. Sipapu is the, the, the uh, 
emergence of certain things that sort of like a vortex or a, a uh, what do you call it? Well, maybe Stargate and that type of thing. Photos. So these are these are many things that we've we've already done, and there's so many information that I'm trying to get many people to help me on this thing. And so once I get once it's already a start, and I think that once this information is out, it's part of our disclosure project, and it's going to happen, and that's why they that's why the the political the swamp animals. In, in Washington, D.C. DC are the, the tragic rate to not be exposed or have anything exposed. And there's many other groups, but uh, I'll save that for later on because it's, it's, rather, it's rather a very tough situation to really put all the, the things together because as long as the government is in charge, and they're in charge of all the Indian reservations. And they set it up like that. It's, uh, Indians have no, no rights because they're sovereign nations. That sovereign nation was a, by design, and only in, in, the, in the term they use is government to government relationship. So it's like a, the dictator in this case is the government through the Bureau of Indian Affairs and they, the only one that can be talked to is the tribal chief, tribal governor, tribal chairman. That's the only one that they can talk to. If you want to go talk to as a tribal member, I want to go to the Department of Interior Bureau of Indian Affairs. I want to ask about this question. And they'll just tell you, go back and talk to your chairman. So it's a real, real uh, nasty setup. It falls in the same category as there's a dictatorship where all Indian reservations are like third world nations when it comes down to the way that they apply things. And Indians don't have any rights because of sovereignty. Hmm. That's uh, obviously terrible. And, you know, I have a little bit of an understanding through studying um, government and curious about how we still had war in modern history and it's interesting how fast this has happened because before this podcast started you know we talked for like 30 minutes and every time we have a brief conversation which has been a little bit more frequently which I'm grateful for you share a lot of knowledge and you know we were talking about or you were talking about how you remember you know before there were borders you look at this floating ball going through space and all we have these imaginary borders and these institutions telling us what we can and can't do and a lot of these things being enforced that are not really for all people it's not for uh, the greater good it's for a small portion of good and people who have you know want to know what's going on in the government or they they're really you know adamant about that kind of thing i just say follow the money you know really just have a look at it and follow the money and see what's happening to the planet and what's being suppressed here um, there's so much more that I want to talk to you about and I want to be respectful of your time. So I'm going to throw a few things at you. And if there's anything that you want to talk about, or you feel like we should dive deeper on, feel, feel free by all means. But I was just going to give you a few things that kind of came to mind. Um, with all of this being said, number one, I want you to throw out there. If there's anything that any of these listeners, if they want to be able to help or support you in any way, um, if there's anything that we can do to support uh, what you're working on, this history, any of your work, just any support that we can do for you, please let us know. Because um, I'm sure there's going to be people out there that really do want to support your message and what you're trying to do. Um, and then the other thing I was going to kind of throw out there is, you know, a lot of us are living in this world and we've got to struggle to eat. You know what I mean? We're in the illusion. We're caught up with the TV. Um, some of the prophecies talk about, I think like losing the heart or something, the heart just, yeah. and we're disconnected from spirit. And I think they go to these sacred sites and I don't know if it was you or David, because I talked to David today. I said, I think it was you because I'm in this, my own time warp, but these technologies that connected us to spirit, 
Um, some mm-hmm. people even say, okay, there's a physical technology, which we're getting in with like the pineal gland and, and reactive vibrational jewelry and stuff like that, you know, activate your pineal, but that is our connection to spirit. But through these different uh, foods, through the TV, which is recent, most people don't understand that this is, you know, within 50 years around that mark. Well, before that, you, you had all your spiritual practices, you said. That's how you did it in your community. So you're watching this decimation happen very quickly at a rapid pace and now spiral out of control where we need help. It's like this has gone too far. So I was just curious if you wanted to share anything around um, any of the prophecies that you know about that you feel are important any ways that we can help you and any just suggestions from your knowledge of people are going out there, they're listening, having their daily life like me, you know, I'm doing the podcast I'm doing these different things to try to live a good life, to help humanity or even just survive and eat a ham sandwich. If I'm going to go on ancient aliens or whatever, um, any just suggestions for having more peace, more fulfillment and living a good life from, from your view. Well, I think one of the things that's happening right now is that I have I work with many different um, American Indian groups. Right now, I have a couple that is touring the country. They were in Pueblo, Colorado yesterday, and they're on their way to Idaho. And we'll eventually meet up in Chilewa, I think it is, Washington. And they have... They have uh, they're, they left their everyday jobs, and they're a couple from from Albuquerque. They're both um, Pueblo Indians, and they bought a traveling trailer. And they're, they, I think they already got their uh, website up. It's called uh, Galactic Collective, and they could certainly use. And the way that they finance their trips is that they go over there and do some some healing and practices. They, they have many different modalities, and they make enough to, so that they can continue their next next project site. And uh, they were out there in California during the uh, alien alien con, and then I was doing a lecture out there with a uh, paranormal group and uh, MUFON. But those people are doing a very good job of getting the star children, educating them. And also, they also have the, the uh, information and the techniques for healing. And so they're going over there and they're doing like get togethers. And so when they go over there, I mean, when they arrive, they have they set up like a shop, uh, and then they inform them of what's happening. It's really amazing how a lot of young people come out to their activities, and they go through the usual things, and they, they both teach them a lot. But that's one group that I would really want them to have some type of a, a financial help because they're really, they're really doing it out of their heart and and they can also talk with a lot of different uh, groups throughout the universe, I guess. I don't, uh, I don't ask them. When they come visit me here, we, we all sit down and we have a lot of, exchange a lot of information. And so the other thing that I do is that I go to a lot of these conventions and I do a lot of workshops. And uh, they usually advertise for the workshops, but then again, it's very difficult for me sometimes because they they only give you enough to uh, you know pay for. If you can see that bottom row, oh yeah, I think you just did it. Okay, got it. Yeah, we did it. All right, cool. Well, I definitely wanted you to finish finish what you're saying. We kind of had a, a technical glitch, but that's okay. So um, I'll let you continue where you were where you were sharing last but you're talking about your friends and they come to uh your house these uh galactic collective they come to your house and you hang out and do some yeah. work there that's the last thing we heard yep whenever there's a meeting and they set up shop and they invite uh i think they send another flyer 
and to set up uh, a place where they can uh, something's wrong my something's wrong my internet yeah I think it went a little bit oh there we go I think it went a little yeah. bit wonky for me too you might there you go you're good okay well they they travel the country and they go and set up a shop so to speak and then they invite these star children and others and they talk about they all have an interchange of what uh, who they are what they're doing and how they became uh, where they came from and and just I, I really haven't participated in their field activities I've been to their Albuquerque site where they just talk about about things that they see or hear or experience and they talk to me a lot about it and so I try to explain to them but they're more the far superior knowledge wise than I ever will be because they're star children so, so that's uh, it's, it's quite a it's quite an experience so that's one group that I work with Amazing. I'll check those guys out. Um, so I guess I was going to ask, I was getting close to wrapping it up because I know that you have some things to do, but again, you can feel free to elaborate as long as you, as long as you want. And I was just going to kind of open up the floor to say, um, is there anything that you wish that I had asked? Is there anything that you want to share as far as some of your teachings, histories, philosophies, prophecies, um, or also and we'll mention that you and David are going to come together for the first time in Sedona and do some of these teachings because just like you, he said he can, he'll only share so much on the, on the video screen, but when you're in person, it's open up to more and there's more of a vibrational download. There's more information that comes through. So maybe we can, we can talk about that a little bit as well. Okay. Well, the only thing that I can say right now at this point is that what this country is going through, this whole mess that's happening with the people, and uh, it's a big lie. Uh, I think that a lot of people have, did not see this for a long time. Uh, a lot of these are the false flag operations. The Indians knew about that. We knew about uh, What's that? 9-11, uh, three weeks before, I mean, two and a half months before it happened. Our, our uncles and grandfathers knew about World War II before it happened. We knew about Challenger before it happened. So these are the events that have been uh, given to the Indian people. But what has happened in the last uh, five, six years now is that somebody in the Zuni world has either uh, come into play or that they don't, they don't uh, say these uh, premonitions or visions anymore. I don't know whether it's the Zuni themselves or whether somebody intervened for them not to talk about the, what is coming in the future. So this caused a lot of uh, questions about two years ago where, where they were given these, these visions and uh, so but I'm still going to find out who came up with that and right now the because of the the uh, welfare system is real heavy on Indian reservations they're really in control of all the Indian tribes like the Catholic Church did. And a lot of them is fear and control. Same thing, fear and control. I remember talking with a, the older people that they would not do anything because they threatened them with uh, getting, taking their, e, uh, what do you call it, the EBT cards or food stamps away from them. They threatened them with taking away their house. They threatened them with uh, a lot of different things that that are directly related to the government welfare program system, which in a lot of cases are really not because they're entitled to them. Even the medical profession or the medical services 
that is available to the American Indian people, zero cost, is not being political. So there's a lot of things that are happening, and I think it's because of the infiltration of all the different uh, ways of the American government because they, they place those individuals around those programs and they're from the same they're from the same tribes. Federal government and the Indian tribes now of what happened in the past when they when they got, when the religious groups would also infiltrate and work with a tribal leadership at those times and create this these wars among each other. So it's nothing has changed. It's just a brand new day. It's the horse of a different color, the same horse, but it's a different color with little feathers on it now. So it's very hard to convince uneducated people about what they're doing to them because they're, they're used to 500 years of this type of control. So uh, I think that as time goes on, I would like for you folks or yourself to come up with some very specific questions on a topic. And I would certainly be glad to, to uh, work with you on that or pass the information on. Because I've studied in many different arenas, in different areas, whether it be history, technology, psychology. Uh, so I think that the best approach for us to do future interviews is to have some very specific questions relating to a topic that is past, present, or even future. Because, uh, and they're all interrelated. If you look at, if you look at the Georgia Stone, you know, there's also uh, uh, prophecies about those things. If you look at what is going on in the people from all different nations coming in, and those are the ones that were also predicted or prophesized hundreds of years ago. And then the destruction of our land was also prophesized. So again, the technological part of this, like I say, was the, the moon landing, the 9-11, uh, the Challenger blow up, and those were seen before uh, it actually happened. So on timelines, the Indians knew about that. And the reason that the other Indian tribes do not get those messages is because they were dispersed from their sacred lands where they can actually speak to those non-human entities or invisible multi-dimensional beings because of the organizations they were put in place and also stealing of all their ways to communicate. So now I think that we'll go into more specific things and this was sort of like an introductory to get used to what we're doing right now. So there's many other things and I have a lot of information on the network that I don't even look at myself, but uh, you want to elaborate on some of those things. Those were just like gloss over because of the time constraints and also subject matter at that time. But now we have to go into that second phase of things that are held back due to the disclosure and the, the government in turmoil or, or rather in chaos, uh, making it look like chaos. But so there's other things too that uh, history, other Indian tribes have talked about. I think a lot of them are misinterpreted and uh, there's also a lot of pseudo Indian they claim to know this stuff that that you have no bearing on what the real stories are. So, so this is where you'll look at a lot of things. 
I actually go out to those people and make those stories up. And and uh, so far, most of them have been running away from me. I think the reason is that uh, there's been a lot of people that have been exposed. And there's also because their primary objective is, uh, is corporate profit motivation. That's all it is. You can look at many Indians. I think the, the number of American uh, Indian ancestry or or the Indian stuff, I think it far exceeds the true enrollment numbers of the American Indian. So that, that was put in place uh, by also the government under the Indian Self-Determination Act, which caused a lot of harm to those Pueblo uh, that get direct services from the government and is based on population, not based on DNA. You might look at the uh, broadcast I did with uh, a guy by the name of John Polk, P-O-L-K, and I, I went into a very uh, detailed discussion of uh, Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren. If she's gonna run for president, which she says she does, I had asked in that interview for many specific things to qualify her as a Cherokee Indian. And uh, it's out there, and I believe that in order to be fair with the rest of us American Indian people, I think she, she should she should at this time put out information to verify her enrollment and her blood con content as a as an American Indian, and that will clear up a few things. So that's one thing that I would like to see happen with other people because. They're a detriment to our whole uh, financial uh, system because when it comes to Indian preference, you deprive the real Indian of education benefits. For example, like in Ivy League schools, American Indians are entitled to tuition-free education. And if uh, Elizabeth Warren took that advantage to her, her own self, I think she, she should pay that money back so that other American Indians could get an Ivy League education. These are the things that I, I talk about. It's nothing, it's nothing. The American Indian history straight and to at least interpret some of the things that uh, the average American don't know about. They don't even, most of them don't even know who the Vice President of the United States is. So I think that this information should be made available to the rest of the American Indian community as part of their educational uh, project. So I think at this time my throat is kind of given away I need, a, I need to get a shot of spirit. So I let it go for this time and we'll get back together. Clifford, thank you so much for sharing all that. And thank you for coming out and sharing what your knowledge is and, and doing what it takes to, to get it out there. Is there, I know you're going to be doing something uh, around August uh, 5th with David in Sedona, but is there, if people want to contact you, is there anything that you use? Do you send them to websites or anything or are you off the grid in that sense? Well, you know, the, the one that right after David and I meet together is that uh, conference with uh, David uh, Wilcock and Corey Good in Loveland, Colorado. So I'm already on that one. I think that uh, I'm going to give a presentation there. So that's the first one that I'll be going out on. So the website is already up and my... Uh, presentation or my, my pictures in there already so so they told me that I, I'll be up there 
and it's part of that service to others and disclosure. And I talk primarily about the American Indian stuff. And, uh, and also about things like the inner world people, about why UFOs have appeared in more so than ever. And the contact has already been begun uh, way long time ago that we just don't know it yet. Or that the other people of the uh, Indians have known it for, for a long time. So I think this would be very good information. Again, uh, I want to stress that this information is my own teachings from many different sources. But the primary one is that my teachings from my own system in Zuni, from my elders, and all the things that are connected with it, spirituality, uh, ceremonialism, rituals, and practices. So I'll leave it at that. Awesome, Clifford. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, so much love and respect for you. Um, I'm excited to see you in Sedona. Um, and we'll just keep the conversation going uh, for next time. I'm excited. So thanks for everything and uh, have a great day. Hello. All right, guys, that wraps up that incredible podcast with Zuni elder Clifford Mahudi. I hope that you enjoyed that. I have been talking with Clifford since this podcast. We went to Sedona and we did an event with him and Megama elder David Lombear Senapas. We have been in heavy discussions about bringing their knowledge and their teachings to the world. It's the first time ever a Zuni elder and a Megama elder came together to share some of their knowledge, which they both go back 20,000 year oral history. And it's truly incredible stuff. They talk about the sky people, the star nations, um, the star people. They talk about star technologies um, they talk about artifacts and they're they're gonna start actually bringing some of this stuff out um, so when I was with them in Sedona I learned a massive amount of knowledge that I did not know and uh, they've been keeping this stuff from the non-natives for a long time so they have an incredible depth of knowledge and some of it goes into advanced mathematics and engineering beyond anything that I've ever seen and so these elders do need some support they do need help um, so anybody who knows any benevolent angel investors to help get some of this technology funded we're going to be doing a crowdfunding campaign I'm working really hard with David Lombear um, to get some of this stuff out there but we need the equipment we need a little bit of time um, and we need to tweak some of the science but some of this stuff has to do with um, advanced free energy. David says it's not free energy because you need the equipment to build it, but it harvests the wind. Um, there are there are thousands of events, uh, inventions from these ancient copper scrolls. Go to YouTube and you can see the event with Clifford and David, and they want to go around the world now and start speaking and releasing this knowledge, and for them, it's very important to do it in person. Yes, they're going to share some stuff on, uh, on social media and podcasts and things like that, but for them, they say it's very important to be in person. So if you run events and you want to get these elders there, you know any events who would be willing to have these two incredible elders come speak and blow your mind and start to share this sacred 20,000-year knowledge, please hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com. It's a privilege and an honor to use this podcast as a little bit of a platform to share their teachings because my intention is to find the most inspirational, intelligent, wise, benevolent people of service to humanity with the real knowledge. And David and Clifford are two of the most special people that I've ever met with the most deep, real knowledge I have ever met as well. And I've spent the month in Maine or the several months in Maine just vetting the technology, vetting the science, um, vetting these stories and, and going down the rabbit hole and everything has come up thumbs up so far. So we are looking to send a balloon into space, another balloon. David's already sent up, I think. 30 or 40 balloons that are measuring a signal. Um, so we need to set up, send up another one. We need a little bit of time to build this resonator energy device. We And we have a lot of other things coming down the pipe. So we could definitely use your support. If this sounds interesting to you and you want to contribute, um, we also need administrative assistance, um, a web person, a video person. We need all that kind of stuff. These elders are a little bit um, not tech savvy, let's say, and I've got the basics. So any help would be uh, incredible 
incredibly useful and we are coming and we want to share this with, with, with the world and we could use your help as far as shares, getting the word out, angel investors, whatever you can do um, would be greatly appreciated. And I think this is going to be my path for a little bit because these guys are truly extraordinary people that I support 100% and I'm excited to bring them to where you are. So um, what else? Uh, sign up for the email list, get a free lucid dreaming if you want. Um, you know, I've been really in depth with Clifford and David here, you know, kind of going full on and trying to get the podcast, you know, in my own world, do my own work while I support those two. But I know what they're bringing to the world is so special and so unique and so needed um, at this time to bring this ancient knowledge back. So once again, just any support uh, you could give to those people, um, you know, you can hit me up, Matt at zenathlete.com. You can support David Lone Bear if you go to lonebearsarts.com. We want to start teaching site up, but we need help, some help building that. And we uh, have one volunteer that might be able to help us with that. But we are working on things, putting them together. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, thank you who who has been supporting me on Patreon. If you want some coaching, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Same with speaking. Just hit me up myself, David or Clifford. Uh, happy to organize through through that avenue. And um, that's it. So just before we close this out, um, let's come to a state of peace and coherence. And so all you need to do is set that intention and taking a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath, setting the intention to come to peace and coherence, and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath, and just letting it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking in one more deep breath in through the nose, holding the breath, and just letting it out slowly, feeling totally peaceful relaxed, centered, grounded, remembering that you're whole, perfect, harmonious, just as you are, that you have every right to be here, to explore yourself, to explore the planet, to have an amazing human experience that you're loved, supported, appreciated, sending you all of my love, all of my gratitude, all of my appreciation, hoping you have an amazing day, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.